Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Wherever you find American troops today, you'll find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the lines. The Army Ordnance Corps. Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. As usual, I am Sergeant First Class Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th Expeditionary Sustainment Command. And today we have a very special episode for you with multiple soldiers who have shown they're some of the best within our formation. We are going to be joined by Sergeant Michael Scribner and PFC Valentino Ortiz Sains from the 176 Financial Management Support Unit Charlie Detachment, as well as their NCO Staff Sergeant Dante Hawkins. Uh, both Sergeant Scribner and PFC Sains were honored as NCO and Soldier of the Quarter recently. And a little bit later, we're going to be joined by Specialist Angelica Hernandez, who recently competed at the 8th Army level for HR Professional of the Quarter um, at HR specific board. And they'll all be joining us here, right here on the podcast. And so, uh, this this was announced um, just a couple hours ago. I was in the room when when they announced it, and uh, it was a pretty large group of candidates, very competitive. Um, so, uh, Sergeant Scribner, we'll talk start with you first. I know you've been in a lot of boards. It sounds like, and so um, what went, what was going through your mind uh, today and yesterday here on Camp Henry? Uh, well, like yesterday, we did a lot of different things. We had the we started out with the ACFT. Um, I was just a little bit behind. Um, I knew I had some ground to make up, so uh, you know, I knew I knew with the the evaluations that were throughout the middle of the day. I was feeling pretty good about that, and then uh, I had the top shot for uh, for the the rifle marksmanship. So I knew it was going to be really really close. And so then going into today, uh, I was just hoping something would go well. Um, uh, started out well with the board today. The uh, the middle of it just was. Not great in my own opinion. I don't feel like I did as well as I, I would have liked, but uh, I feel like we finished strong and then ended up winning by one point. So that was it was the closest board I've ever been in, and I've been to eighteen boards in the last two years. Wow! So <laughs> yeah, so the competition was composed of it started with an ACFT, and then they moved to the lanes, um, which was like kind of a written exam, kind of different kind of exams basically, and then they did the board today, and so. Uh, PFC uh, Ortiz Sains, tell me, you uh, haven't been in the Army quite as long as Sergeant Scribner. You probably haven't done 18 boards, but you've done several, right? Right, right. I've only been in the Army for 18 months. I just hit that mark. And I haven't done 18 boards, but I've, I've had, I think this is my ninth board probably. Uh, it's been a great experience. And when I was talking with the uh, the board members before it was announced, they they all agreed that uh, you had a very strong performance during the board. That you were you were um, performing in there, maybe like like an like you were an NCO already, and they, you know just really a forceful board performance. So where where does that come from? I feel like it comes a lot from my background. Um, I've always had to stand up in, in front of a lot of people and talk. 
and be very professional. So when I was in high school, I was actually the, the school president for my high school. So it was a lot of this putting myself out there. And on the other side, on my military side, my section, what I do for finance, I work for separations. So I have to talk to everybody, right, that is getting out of the Army. So talking to the discords of a person that is getting chaptered out, of course I'm going to have to talk to at least a certain first class. So that, that way, when I approach someone and when I'm talking to someone, I just really don't get scared of it. And I don't know, I, I like doing this. I enjoy it, and I'm very, very motivated and passionate. I think that that is the biggest thing of this, and is the passion. When you're passionate about something, it's just easy, right? It comes mm. out natural. So I think I think that's the main thing. And you mentioned uh, finance. So you're, you're both from uh, 176 Financial Management Support Unit Charlie Detachment. So Staff Sergeant Hawkins, you've uh, you're the section NCOIC up there, or you're the detachment sergeant. So you've uh, kind of shepherded them through this whole process. So maybe uh, do you remember how far ago did did this all begin? The first board they went to. So for myself, first and foremost, it's an honor uh, to be able to mentor and sponsor both of them. Uh, me and Sergeant Scribner actually arrived here in Korea in February together. Um, I got here on one day and he got here the day after me. So I got the opportunity to meet him immediately. With PFC Ortiz, it wasn't until I got to Charlie Detachment. And at that time, I wasn't the detachment sergeant yet, but I had the opportunity to meet PFC Ortiz and her mannerisms. And when we went to the FTX actually that March, she stood up, took formation, and she wanted to be in charge of DNC. And at that point, I noticed her, I saw the leadership within her. Uh, Sergeant Scribner and the other NCOs, uh, Sergeant Ochoa, um, and even Sergeant Wynn, our other NCO that used to be with us, all saw the mannerisms and the mentorship and leadership within PFC Ortiz. So with her, she, from day one, always was going 100%, and she was always going after it. With Sergeant Scribner, me and him, like I said, was over in quarantine everything together, and I learned a lot about him when me and him was being, doing our end processing together. Hmm. So with he picked up his sergeant in route coming here, and someone saw someone higher up saw a lot of uh, leadership uh, qualities in him, and he got ALC immediately. Uh, there's not a lot of E5s that can say, "Hey, I got picked up this month and got ALC immediately right after that." So somebody up there saw a lot of leadership qualities in him as well. So with that being said, once it came up to a lot of different boards that they've both participated in and won, one would be the Indo-Pacific Finance Comptroller Board. That's something that just only finance does. They won that for the whole Pacific region, uh, for mm -hmm. the month board and the quarter board. And then Ortiz went on to win for the year board for that. So both of them have always went and went after what they're hungry for. Sergeant, Ocho uh, Sergeant Scribner uh, went after the boards right along with Ortiz, uh, but then he left to go to ALC, came back, and we got the opportunity to participate in the MSCK board, year board, and both of them crushed that one about a month ago. So when we found out about the 19th ESC board, again, let's get to studying, let's get up there and let's show them exactly what the Charlie Cobras can do from Charlie Detachment up there at Camp Casey. And that's what we want to do is come up there and represent for all of 176 Finance, MSCK, and let everybody know that, hey, 19th ESC, MSCK is here to play. That's excellent. So you're both um, finance soldiers. That's um, what's the MOS called? 
uh, 36 Bravo. 36 Bravo. Okay. So you obviously very uh, technically proficient in that. And so um, w- what are some of the ways you were tested in that Indo-Pacific board? Uh, we'll, let, we'll let PSCRTs take that one. That one was more, as far as like the finance side of things, was more on the year side. Hmm. Um, it was more overall soldiering stuff on, on the month and quarter board. So I'll let, I'll let her take that one. So for the finance board, <clears throat> in the year, they, they did test us in, in our dispersing side. So whenever we go to deployment, more, more in that, that side of deployment. So whenever we go on deployment, we have to do the, our dispersing whenever we do our, all the transactions in cash. Um, we have to do it manually. So we don't get to use our computers no more, right? So you have a bunch of paperwork, right? And it's a test that just imagine having maybe hundreds of transactions daily that you have to balance out at the end of the day, right? So it's basically a scenario where they gave us um, all these transactions that were done in, in this scenario during the day, and you had to close up business at the end of the day. So it was challenging because it was about only 40 minutes that they gave us for a practical exercise that is designed to be done in two hours and a half. So definitely a lot of studying going back to to those lessons of how to perform at finance operations in the field, uh, more on that side, because, well, everything else, we do it every day, right? So it was more testing on how can you perform as a finance soldier in, in the field downrange. Hmm. Okay. And so I think, um, I, I don't know if you mentioned it before, but you are based at Camp Casey um, up there in Area 1. So uh, so for, I think it's the first time we've had Casey-based soldiers on the podcast. So you have that on our too. So uh, Sergeant Scribner, what what is it about? Talk about like the unit up there. Is it, fair, it has to be fairly close-knit unit being in kind of a more um, isolated, to some degree, area, right? Well, absolutely. Um, so up in area one, we all live in the same barracks. Uh, we all we all live on the same floor of the same barracks, uh, including the Sergeant Hawkins is right there with us. Um, our our commander lives in the building right next to us, and our XO lives in the building right behind us. So being up in area one, there's no families up there with it, so we all kind of become a very tight knit family. So it's very easy to just go down, and bang on doors, and say, "Hey, it's you know it's somebody's birthday. Let's go to the day room and celebrate." And, uh, we get together and and uh, like, hey, who wants to go bowling? Let's let's go do like. It, there's a whole lot of things that we're able to do um, to just build that camaraderie and build that esprit de corps, uh, so that it just makes it that much easier to get through this this one year. Or you know, we we get a lot of people up there that decide they want to extend because they like it in KC so so mm-hmm. much. Whereas if you go ask any other finance soldier, say like in maybe some of the other detachments, you may not get quite the same answer. So, but I personally like Charlie uh, and and Camp Casey. Uh, I'm 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 from the Midwest. I'm not used to the mountains, and I love it up there. the The workload is is not crazy, like Humphreys might be, but it's uh it's it's definitely enough to give us a really good experience and to get us um get us plenty throughout the day and 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 just just get that good family bond 
with with the, the group and staying with you starting scrivener i i was there when your your board appearance started you mentioned you were you said you were from the midwest you also said you were previously a martial arts instructor so could you touch on that and kind of what brought you to the army after that so since i was three years old i wanted to be michelangelo of the ninja turtles and then i saw we're laughing and then i saw uh blood sport and i wanted to be jean-claude van damme and I finally got to start when I was 13 years Kumite. old. Kumite, absolutely. Mm. From from kickboxer and 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 uh, blood sport and all those things. Yeah, um, I finally got to start when I was 13 years old, and I'd been training. Uh, I had took a little bit of time off in between, like to get through high school, and then um, I got back into it in 2005. So I I had I mean I was off for like three years and I got back into it, and got through got my black belt at the end of 2005. Uh, became a, an assistant instructor that same year. And I got my certification the next year, uh, progressed through, and eventually became a fifth degree black belt. I held seven world titles with Tiger Rock System. Wow. Um, and, then I, and as I said, I had my academy from 2007 until uh, 2017. Hmm. And so what, what went into your decision to enlist then? What, what drew you to finance as well? Well, I went, I went to college, uh, I, w- I went, for accounting at first, I really enjoyed working with numbers and things. Switched to management. I ended up uh, finishing in management, and I was about to go through a divorce. At the time, I was 33 years old, and uh, decided that my I have a lot of military family in my background. Uh, my dad went 20 years in the army, retired as an E6. Uh, my mom was an MP for six years and then got out. Uh, my brother was in the Navy for four years. Um, I mean, just goes back generations generations Mm -hmm. of of military and so being 33 you know the 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 stop stop time for the age is 35 so it's kind of one of those hey if i'm gonna do this i mean i like i've been drawn to it because of the family so i decided to just go for it and uh so far it's going pretty well so So you you were were you aiming for finance then from the beginning with your background i was i was i was hoping for finance i'm colorblind so that kind of helped narrow down Mm. some things um I went from literally everything open, like 215 jobs down to 13, just real quick. And so I was between uh, being a 42 Alpha or a 36 Bravo, and I think I made the right choice. Excellent. And PFC Ortiz, I know um, I I took a look at your bio as well. I know you have an interesting history before the Army, but just coming to America, right? Could you talk about your background as well? Yes. So I was born and raised in Bogota, Colombia. So I, I recently moved to the United States. It hasn't been that long. I moved to Gatorsburg, Maryland in 2019. And kind of right away, I joined the Army. I, I was going to college for a little bit. Um, they were requiring me to do a lot of English classes because, you know, I'm a, it's my second language. So I was trying to go to college, and the, the requirements was to go through these ESL classes at the beginning. Um, I enjoy studying a lot. So then it was like a recruiter. I only, I don't have as many background, like military background as Sergeant Scrivener does, but I do have my, my uncle, he is, he was in the Navy and he's a DOD civilian right now. So he was, why don't you just try, see, see what they have to offer to you, right? And then I went to the Navy. I said, uh-uh, that, this is not for me. <laughs> and then the Army convinced me right away. I, I really liked it. I I was in the Boy Scouts before for, for so many years. When I was in Colombia, I joined when I was like six years. And I did it all the way until I moved to the States. So that people doesn't realize, but being Scout, 
has a lot of military background. So that's actually something that taught me all the leadership skills that I have right now, first aid, confidence, like we used to do a lot of rep handling, free climbing, a lot of stuff, even rock marches. You, you, mm. you wouldn't imagine that drive me into that military mindset. So it's basically what I love to do, right? Hmm. And now that I can, I can be doing this and getting paid for something that I like to do, was it was just it surprised me a lot uh, when I when I went to basic training. How much I was I was liking doing this. I, I didn't even, I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I do. And finance, I definitely love the finance score. I, I'm very very proud of being a, a 36 Bravo, and. This is the type of things that I like to do to put not just, you know, my units and myself um, like up there, but the finance score as well. I think we get very underestimated a lot of times. Oh, you're a finance soldier. You're just comfortable in the AC, you know, you're just sitting down every day. Okay, I'm gonna show you all my wire task and battle drill skills and I'm, I'm gonna show that I am just as proficient as you can be in the field because I'm here to support you. And, and, and to give you that, that support that all these combat MOSs require, right? So, yep, I think. Hmm. And, and so what's been your experience in Korea then? What's, what's something you've enjoyed while you've been here? So I've been here for quite a long time. I've been here for a little bit more than a year. I extended. Um, it's a beautiful country. I think I've had a little bit of, like a lot of changes when it comes to cultural uh, environment, because I moved to the States, and then I lived in the States for about a year, a little longer than a year, and right away I moved to Korea. So there's been a lot of this cultural um, enrichment from, from, all, from different cultures, and especially in the Army, because you meet a lot of people from everywhere, mm -hmm. everywhere in the world. So Korea, I really like Korea. The, the weather, even though it's really, really, really cold in, in the winter, the summer, the spring is beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like Soyosan, that's just this, the mountain we have right next to, to Casey. If you want to hike and everything, that mo it gets super pretty when it comes to the cherry blossoms. That is very, very pretty. And sightseeing around, I've been everywhere. The culture, very respectful. I, I really like that about people. Uh, respect is the number one thing. What else? Can I say? And then, um, so going, you you said you extended. Um, are you going to reenlist? What What are your career aspirations after this? So yeah, I got I got a two year and a half contract. I was one of those lucky ones, right? <laughs> uh, to get a two year and a half contract. So that's why I extended. So that way I can reenlist from here and kind of see what my options are. Um, I'm trying to get an special assignment after this to go into the, a budgeting position since you have kind of these two fields of expertise in, in when it comes to finance. You can either be in the military pay side, you know, helping service members, or on the other side, which is the budgeting side. And I want to I want to get into that side to also take a look at it and, and you know, get as much experience and knowledge I can get from, from the finance side. And what about you, Sergeant Scribner, going forward? What do you have your eyes on? Uh, well, as of right now, uh, I'm slotted for that budget position that she's looking for oh. already. Mm -hmm. So it's in uh, Fort Meade, Maryland. 
um, be heading that way in February. It's supposed to be there officially in April. Um, I'm hoping to get that assignment myself going. I'm, I may run into you at Fort Meade. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Okay, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've been. Have you been there before? I I've, I was in uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds in Maryland, okay. but I was not. Yeah, in, yeah. Not it's 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 a it's a nice place to be. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> we got the old line state right here, um, and and Sarn Hawkins. So. Uh, Going back to how you help prepare them and identify them, was there something in your background that kind of um, gave you the, the, this um, mindset of how to, how to identify soldiers that could succeed in this kind of environment? Well, from my personal experience, uh, I've been in for quite a while, and I've actually been in commands, well, not in commands, but in units where they didn't push the soldiers to go to the boards, uh, whether it be soldier to month board, quarter board, or even promotion boards. I've been in those different situations where it was a rapid deployed unit, so it was like, oh, we can't have one this month, we don't have nobody to support it. Uh, And for me, it was, I wanted to get them the opportunity instead of it being, oh, you made it to E7, how many boards you been to? Oh, I've been to two. Oh, my promotion to E5 and my promotion to E6. Oh, okay. And I wanted them to get the opportunity to start getting boards under their belts. Because what they always say, the fastest way to get your awards maxed out is to go to those boards. Mm-hmm. So that was one thing that I always, that I always want to make sure I, I kind of got my soldiers after. In my detachment, I have a plan for all of my soldiers to be able to go to our finance board, the battalion board, the brigade board, and work their way up there. So I want all my soldiers to get the opportunity to experience everything that PFC Ortiz and Sergeant Scribner has has the opportunity to, to do. And, and what do you think soldiers get from that experience? So with the experience, they get confidence. Um, I think that's really the biggest key is because a lot of times you come across uh, um, someone that's straight out of high school and they're standing in front of a sergeant major and they're very, very nervous. You can see their palms are sweaty and everything. So that helps them build up that confidence. And that's one thing or whatever I think that all soldiers, of course, that's part of the board is how confident are you? And that helps them build that confidence. So as they're going through the boards and everything, they start to build up that confidence and that leadership and that mentorship that we all leaders need to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what about where are you going next, Sergeant Hawkins? Any, any ideas? So I, I kind of know where I'm going. It's going to be in the Fort Belvoir area. Um, okay. That's where I'm going next. Um, I was trying to get back over to the budget world myself. Um, prior to coming here to Korea, I was with 10 Special Forces Group in Carson where I was running budget there. So I had the opportunity to work budget there, uh, and that's where I wanted to get back to. But for me, it was uh, I enjoyed budget. And I love being in command as well, as far as with my soldiers. So I don't know exactly how far I'm gonna go, um, what all is gonna lead to. Uh, I'm trying to get back to the budget side for other reasons, get back to my family and everything else. Um, and that opportunity that I have for myself for this next duty station at Fort Belvoir, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I never knew about the, uh, the the budget and the other divide with uh, finance before this, learned a lot. And is this your first time in Korea, Son Hawkins? So it's funny because everybody's asking me that question. I always tell them, yes, this is my first time in Korea. But while I was at Campbell for the seven years I was there, it was I had a lot of Korean friends that lived around that area. So I got the opportunity to learn a lot of the Korean culture while I was at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. So the kimchi and, you know, saying the mannerisms and everything over there, whatever, uh, to all my friends that was there. That's why I already knew a lot of the Korean cultures and the customs. So when I got here, 
already knew about a lot of it, um, how to pronounce a lot of the words. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, Tegu compared to Daegu. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Then where we're at, it's um, Dongduchen compared to Tongduchen. So just understanding why they say it the way they say it in the different areas. A lot of people don't know. So mm-hmm. just learning a lot of the cultures and actually getting around to see a lot of what PFC Ortiz was saying, the beautiful country. This, this country is so beautiful. So yep. getting out there, going to Seoul, Nami Island, Suyosan mm-hmm. Mountain, and going to the areas that's not just local to where your base is at Did and you? getting to know those areas. Because we're saying Suyosan Mountain, but nobody down here knows what we're mm-hmm. referring to. But it's a beautiful hike with cherry blossoms up there in Area 1 that nobody down here would even know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our, our version is Opsan, which you, you can kind of see from parts of, uh, mm-hmm. of Henry here. All right, well, I want to thank all of you for joining us here. Uh, Sergeant Scribner, PFC Sains, Staff Sergeant Hawkins, thanks for joining us, and uh, have a safe trip back to Camp Casey. We're going to take a little break here. When we come back, we're going to be joined by Specialist Angelica Hernandez and Chief Warrant Officer 2 Desmond Porter of the 19th ESC G1 section to talk about the HR professional of the quarter board, which just wrapped up. And we're back on the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Now we are joined in studio by Specialist Angelica Hernandez and Chief Warrant Officer 2 Desmond Porter. Thanks to both of you for joining us. But uh, we are here because Specialist Hernandez recently competed at the 8th Army level for the Best HR Soldier soldier of the Quarter competition. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And so it really means a lot that you were able to represent 19th ESC. We have a lot of HR professionals within our ranks. So uh, take me through what it was like at that board. It was a virtual board, but what kind of things were they asking you? Uh, The board that we did at the company? Uh, The 8th Army one. um, It was uh, much different. I feel like it was, um, I felt more confident and and all of that, but like the questions were much more difficult as well. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was it was pretty easy. And so this was a, a virtual board. So you were at we the picture we shared on social media was you uh, rep, like reporting from a desk. Um, so you you know you didn't you couldn't really um, you know feel there. I guess was it still just as stressful as a normal board when, when you be in person no i i don't think so because they don't they don't see everything that's like actually going on they just see what you know what the camera shows them so it wasn't okay. that intimidating and i couldn't look at them in their face and like straight in their eyes so was, i felt more uh comfortable and so you are a, a human resources specialist 42 alpha that's what the whole um spe- uh, specialty we're talking about here um but had you done a, an HR focused board before you did the one at 19th ESC here? No, I had actually never been to a board before. So none was, at all. No, okay. so it was a new experience for me. Okay, and so uh, Chief, talk about how you identified Specialist Hernandez as someone who would succeed at this kind of environment. Oh man, it was from the first day she actually arrived to 19th ESC. Um, the first question she was asking me is, uh, "What are the processes that you're going on, and what do you need from me to actually help?" this uh g1 uh better and uh from that point i mean it, it was uh it was a pretty straightforward answer for me to like recommend her to go to that board and, and what does it feel like to have that kind of confidence from your leadership then it makes me more confident in my job and like having the support you know and having people to push you to reach goals that you would like wouldn't want to do yourself um it's, it's really motivating, and I, I really appreciate it. 
And so with no board experience before this, you, did you ever feel nervous through the process? Oh, or? it was, it was horrible. Like hmm. I, I didn't want to do it, but you know, Sergeant Major, Chief, they were all like, they believed in me and they pushed me and they helped me like study. So, so do you think you'll be able to you'll be wanting to do like a soldier of the quarter board uh, next time? Like what we just wrapped up earlier here yes i honestly i would i would do it now hmm. that i have the experience and i know what's, what's going to happen i would definitely do that okay. and chief what does it mean to hold these kind of events like it specializes solely on hr professionals well and in, in this case it shows the importance of the hr community as a whole um I know you probably heard this before, but in our profession, it's a thankless job. And the way we see it is if we don't have any issues or problems coming to the G1 or S1 or any realm of personnel, that means we're doing our job. And uh, I mean, it's these type of boards to show that the knowledge that they're able, you know, to attain and the questions that they are, they are able to answer shows that, I mean, that's why they're in the position that they're in. And because of these boards, it, it helps them showcase that knowledge and they'll get rewarded at the same time. And so would you say, Specialist Hernandez, would you say like kind of your everyday job performance is kind of similar to a board since you have people, you know, coming to you, asking you questions, you know, just face to face? like that? Yes, it's, it's pretty similar because um, sometimes they come up to you and they ask me like questions like that I, I don't know the answer to, you know, and the board is the same way. Like they ask me questions. And I'm, I don't know, uh, but I'll figure <laughs> mm-hmm. it out and I'll look into it. And um, yeah. And so it really is kind of a cus- customer service job mm-hmm. to just going back to people asking you questions. So um, what, how do you approach that element of it? Um, well, it, it depends on what, you know, what they need. Um, I'll just go based on, on what they need. Mm-hmm. But is that is that something that your soldiers are trained on, Chief? Like how to, you know, kind of calm the situation maybe if someone is kind of, you know, frustrated by a problem? Oh, absolutely. And uh, in most cases, if I, I will actually pay attention and I will listen. And if I hear it uh, start to escalate, that's when I interject. But for the most part, I, I really don't have to because they know if it's uh, get to a point where they don't know an answer to, um, they'll be able to uh, calm, like actually calm the soldier or the customer uh, down and they will never let them leave without an answer, uh, whether it be the answer they wanted to hear, um, but they always leave with uh, knowledge that will help them actually get their uh, um, their question answered. And I, th- I feel like HR is one of those things that people think about as an easy translation to the, c- the civilian world. But um, I mean, it's more than just you know fixing someone's ERB and mm-hmm. things like that. Can you talk? What, what are some of the more challenging parts of the the job? Um, dealing with the customers, actually, they, you know, their attitude sometimes isn't, you know, as welcome as you would want, but, you know, you got to know, know how to work with people. And I feel like that's one of the most important, like, you know, yeah. And, uh, people at 90TSC and really anywhere in the army are used to seeing the, uh, the G1 shop closed on Thursdays <laughs> for, for training. And so, but I, I feel like in your shop, you really take that seriously because the systems are constantly changing and the policies are. And so is that what you guys focus on, on, on Sergeant's time training? Oh, absolutely. Especially with the uh, new system that is coming up, IPSE. Um, right now, uh, we have our soldiers uh, doing the online training, uh, the modules that, uh, that are required to be done 
done, uh, which we need to be done by March 31st, according to uh, Eighth Army's uh, standards. Um, but not only doing that, but learning uh, how promotions work because those standards have changed. The policies have changed in that aspect as well. So when we are closed, just know that we are training uh, for the betterment, uh, not just ourselves, but for the entire organization. Right. There's uh, the, the new waiver for uh, promotions with without needing uh, the NCO education um clearance yeah um and so going back to you special hernandez kind of closing this out you're relatively new to korea what what's what's your experience like maybe what was maybe contrast that with what you knew about korea but while you're on your way here um coming here i really wasn't that excited but as i got here and i've gone out and you know the culture is very different um i really i love it here and i honestly i don't think i want to leave but um you know the unit has been great to me um, and the people as well. So I, I really love it here. Yes. Okay. And Chief, how about, how about you? What's been your, you've been here a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 days more. <laughs> yeah. Not, not too much longer. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the people here is, uh, yeah, very welcoming. And like, like she stated, the uh, culture is very different. It's a culture shock, but that's something that I embrace. Um, but unfortunately, I do not want to stay here. I do have a family back at home that is uh, not only rooting for me, but waiting for me to come home. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us here and uh, all of our guests today. Um, congratulations on your board appearance. And uh, thanks for listening to the Every Soldier Counts podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at 19th Expeditionary Sustainment Command. And you can also find us on Instagram. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next time.